Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. Palo Alto Networks offers zero trust for your operational technology without the PTSD. If you're in the digital transformation game, keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make any coolest operations director wake up in night sweats. Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust OT security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing Zero Trust across all operations. So sleep better at night knowing you have the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure your OT assets. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust solution. Go out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, the number one industry-related podcast in the universe that is backed up by data, so don't even, don't even go there, Gavin. And it, and it is a platform that is dedicated to industrial professionals all around the world because you're bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you innovate, you solve problems, and that's why we celebrate you on this platform, Industrial Talk. We are broadcasting on-site, PowerGen 24, New Orleans is the location, and it is great. They just opened the doors, and now we get a lot of people just wandering around looking at all the mad technologies and solutions. It's a lot of fun. I haven't had a chance to walk around, Gavin, and so... I feel bad about that, but I want to walk around and look at all the tech and mad, mad solutions. As you can tell, Gavin's in the house. Let's get cracking. So, Gavin, having a good conference? Fantastic. Um, turnout's been great. I'm obviously only the second day, but we had a lot of footfall on the booth yesterday. It's been a great show so far for us. A propane Education and Research Council. Correct. Yeah, we're... Uh, a body of people established by an act of Congress in 1996. Now our job is to promote the technology that um, consumes propane uh, and therefore grow the business uh, for the technology itself, but also obviously for the fuel that goes along along with it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Before we get in that conversation, give us a little uh, 411, a little information about who Gavin is, and then we're going to venture into the world of propane. Perfect. Um, yeah, so uh, my name's Gavin Hale. I'm the uh, director at Perk responsible for product development, so defining the strategies that we deploy and the technologies that we work with to develop sustainable technical partnerships um, in the various segments that we serve, so student transportation, uh, on-road trucks, power generation, agricultural markets, propane's used everywhere and our job is to, to amplify that. So I've been with the council uh, for uh, just over a year. Prior to that I worked for Deutsch Corporation with responsibility for some development work but business development primarily. Prior to that I worked for a company called Power Solutions International 
did some work for them in Europe and established some of their key accounts here in, in the US. And then uh, 20 years with Caterpillar Engine Division, uh, working all over the world. So I worked in Europe, Middle East, um, Asia, US, of course. Yeah, mad skills. Really? That's mad skills. Why did you uh, decide that uh, you wanted to go in, or how did, how did your journey bring you to the propane council? That, how did that happen? So, so the, the fundamental background for me is product, so development and, right. uh, and sale of product. And, and I wanted to kind of have a bit more of an So my saying is there's always one more adventure. Yeah. And the adventure for me was to take myself away from direct responsibility for product development and business development for a defined piece of technology right. to become more of a fanner of flames for the overall market that can use that technology and over the years I've developed relationships with all the major engine manufacturers for example globally and, and I use those relationships along with the team that works for Perk to, to grow to grow the business to get people interested in the technology interested in using propane as a fuel and increasingly renewable propane it's a great energy source US made for for me, me, take us through uh, just the manufacturing. Now we we a lot of conversations been around renewables, yep. using certain types of fuels. You're the first uh, uh, individual that we are speaking specifically around propane mm -hmm. and the use of propane as a fuel. Um, take us, you know, everybody knows natural gas. Yeah. The only people that I know about uh, that use propane are the ones that live in the country, and they got a tank. And that's a worthy market, but it goes way, way beyond that. So propane is—it's kind of like a miracle fuel. This sounds like like a super high-end thing, but it's, it, it's kind of is in its own way. Produced as a byproduct of other um, refining processes, we develop an excess capacity. A lot of it gets exported, so you, we've got this base availability of fuel. You can put propane in a tank and leave it for 50 years, and from a molecular standpoint, you'll get the same product out of that. Tank. It's propane. It's propane. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't degrade over no, time. No, it doesn't. It's, it's perfect, <laughs> and, and and it lends itself to efficient combustion. You know, this is a power generation uh. show. Engines are core to power generators. Efficient combustion, low emissions, very very clean, very very low. Well, n n next to no soot content, for example. So when you see a propane engine that's been designed correctly you've got really efficient combustion very very simple after treatment no need for filters or anything like that, just a simple catalytic converter like you have on your car yeah that's the that's the technology it's it's it's, it's a, a, a very compelling fuel and, and perhaps more of a direct connection with where we are today at the power gen show as we move forward as society moves forward we the capability of the grid that we have to provide the the electricity that we need becomes more and more marginal and, and propane is an excellent fuel for power generation to bring that energy source back into a local environment so if you think of a microgrid you know a, a community or an industrial complex yeah. realizing its own power and the, and the beauty is we sit we don't compete with other technologies we sit alongside other technologies so a microgrid serving i don't know a hospital or a small community might have solar great we like solar when the sun's out it might have some wind generation capability. That's great. It's infrequent. It's not reliable, but it's good. It's good clean energy with propane as a source to support that. It's so sort of a base load in a sense, right? It's Correct. just like uh, it's there. It's 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 predictable. It's not 
not something that's going to say, oh, I hope it, uh, I hope it works reliable. today. It, it's reliable. It's low emissions. It's low cost. We've got 3,500 propane marketers spread across the U.S. Supply is not a problem. If you remember I said earlier that 70% of the propane made in the U.S. is exported, well, that could be 50%. Is that really? Yeah, that's a, that's a true statement. That could become 50%. You know, we're not in a position where availability of the fuel is ever an issue. And because of the marketing huh. network that we have, pick up a phone and you get a propane delivery the same day. Uh, a lot of our marketers are good at looking for, you know, you mentioned farms and remote yeah. rural environments yeah, yeah. propane, yeah, but also, you know, industrial, in industrial terms, um, supplies of propane. It, it, some of the questions that I have is revolves around, let's say a generator. Yeah, we've got generators around here. We've mm -hmm. got uh, reciprocating engines. We've got stuff happening here. And, and probably many are natural gas, say it, whatever. Is there a, 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 a retrofit of some sort that has to happen with these reciprocating engines to be able to accept propane, or is it just one for one or whatever? It's, it's not. It's not. It can be treated as a drop-in fuel, but the, the, the key here is to get the most efficiency out of any fuel that you consume, sure. particularly these days. Sure. So the vast majority of engines here, you'll see today, have got a dual capability. They could be either natural gas or they could be propane or even burn wellhead gas, for example. This, the secret source is to is the marginal amount of work that needs to be done from a calibration standpoint yeah. and in some cases maybe from a from a say a turbocharger specification but it's an external piece of work to get that ultimate efficiency out of propane but it can if you've got a natural gas engine it will it will it will run on propane see that's right that's system. beautiful yeah and when you when you start talking about the abundance of what exists out there in propane it 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 seems like it's a no-brainer why why is there some pushback okay so, so that's, a, that's a good question so some of the challenges that we do have i mean i talked about the infrastructure that we have um 3, distributors of propane in the u.s but that's not quite the same as say if you've got a diesel generator or any other piece of equipment there's a gas station on every corner so that you have to think about how, how do i set this yeah. supply up then there's the storage of the fuel how are you going to consume it how much stamina do you need on on, on your site how much fuel do i need to keep so there are some, there's some costs associated with that, but the costs are marginal, the costs are marginal. So if you look at a, if you look at a compressed natural gas infrastructure on, on a particular site, you're storing uh, your gas at 5,000 pounds per square inch. Natural gas is lighter than air, so if we had a leak in here, the gas would go up to the ceiling, meet the lights, and you've got an issue. Right. Propane is stored at 100 PSI, and the gas is heavier than air, so if there's a leak, it sinks. It's less of a safety issue. So there are there are storage considerations, but the costs are very low compared to natural gas. The costs are a fragment compared to, say, hydrogen. Um, it's very convenient. But you've got to educate the customer. You've got to educate people yes. to understand that. And that's where, when you think of propane education, capital E, right. part of our job is not just investing or helping people invest in technology and promote growth and sales. It's also educating people how to deploy the technology. It's educating the original equipment manufacturers on how to design equipment around the technology and it's educating the consumer on, on the delivery network and how simple it is to store the fuel. Once you get over that hump, people people love the fuel. We sell, we sell uh, the industry sells 10 billion gallons of propane every year. It's a big number. I, I don't know how big that is size-wise but it's it's a big number. It's, it's a big number so that keeps uh, roughly um, 
45 million homes, give or take, uh, rely on propane 100% right. heating. 600,000 forklift trucks every day are running on propane. 30,000 school buses yeah. taking our kids ah. to school, running on clean, burning propane with no diesel pollutants. Tell me about renewable propane. What is that? This is so exciting. Yeah, talk to me because I, 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 I get it, but what is it? It's it's it, it is propane. So from a walk, we'll walk it back from a molecular standpoint. Well, of course, it's identical. It comes from rather from um, um, the production of oil and gas, and there's a byproduct of that. This is propane that's generated either from waste products, so very low carbon intensity, or refined from non-food feedstock, so um, crops, with a carbon intensity of maybe seven. So very, very low. So basically, it's, um, it's, it's a, we take the feedstock version. It's a crop that's harvested. It's refined into 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 liquid, and then, then refined further into into renewable. Give me an example of a crop. Camelino is a good example. So Camelino, which nobody, I'd never heard of it. Until you, you just blew my mind. I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to grow hair before you, I understand that. You need to grow Camelino. Camelino is a crop with a very, very high oil yield. So it's an excellent source for creating renewable oh. propane. It's, an, it's, it's a non-food crop. I mean, technically, I guess you call it a weed. It will grow anyway. It will grow in almost desert-like conditions. Yeah. It will grow in the bayou just down the road. It's, it, and and the, the future of propane, the renewable propane, is around feedstocks like that. Because, yes, you can take food crops, but do we really want to use product that should be used for feeding the yeah, 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 no. to turn into a fuel? So, so this is where we've invested, is, is the different levels of technology, the different feedstocks, whether it's recycling old cooking oil or whether it's I got it I got it and you and you do the same process you crack it in a sense mm -hmm. and as, mm -hmm. as as a part of that whole pretty traditional way of processing oil yeah you, you get the, the byproduct of those so, so here's something that's really exciting yeah. so we don't com we don't compete with different fuels um, there's a march towards hydrogen to a degree it's many years off being yeah I, I, I agree yeah the amount of design change you need to do to an engine to get that little hydrogen molecule to go where it needs to go and stay where it's supposed yeah. to be and the amount of safety considerations around that fuel are phenomenal so to put a hyd hydrogen distribution tank that's capable of refueling vehicles it's probably a million bucks in fact i know it is because i know somebody's done it back i was just going to say you probably have the inside track it's, it's the scoop it's a million dollars to put a propane distribution tank in place is fifty thousand, uh, and it's stored at 100 psi so if you think about it's a no-brainer renewable fuel lower no carbon intensity than hydrogen when you include all the manufacturing processes no design change to your engine just drop it straight in see now i'm just going to go buy some propane just because i think it's cool I, I, it is a brilliant brilliant well, product <laughs> how do people get a hold of you oh uh, propane.com website go straight on the website there's a picture of me if you can stand hold that it. you have propane.com oh, absolutely yeah and it's a wealth of information it's really well curated check website. it out propane.com you are wonderful Thank you. I enjoyed that conversation. Good. We go to the same barber, if you can tell by the video. <laughs> same barber. All right, we're going to have all the contact information for Gavin. You know, out on Industrial Talk, we'll have his link. Hey, are you active out on LinkedIn? Uh, I am indeed. Okay. There you go. We're going to have that. His stack card will be out there.
Thanks so very much. Thank make you. sure. All right, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Another great conversation. Really enjoyed that chat with Gavin. Gavin Hale, Propane Education and Research Council. Go to propane.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. That was a great conversation. That was PowerGen. PowerGen 24, New Orleans, Louisiana. And um, you need to put that on your calendar for next year. That is a must. If you're in the power, if if you have any interest in power generation, you'll get answers there. A lot of great professionals. Really enjoyed it. All right. You need to be a part of this ecosystem. You need to be a part of Industrial Talk. Go out to industrialtalk.com. And you will find all the information that you need to be a part of that ecosystem. If you have podcasts, yeah, let's put it out on Industrial Talk. I'll promote it all day long. Just reach out. Click a button. Let's talk. All right. Be bold. Be brave. Dare greatly. Say it all the time. Hang out with Gavin and you will be changing the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from Power Gen shortly, so stay tuned.